with the spoken word art form, I feel like nothing, no other art form can be as raw and as honest and as passionate and as beautiful as as that spoken word and poetry. I'm a child of the mother. I was born in 1994. How do I start? Poetry prescribed, pen perfectly poised. It was supposed to be you. I've always been shit at math. Was he ever scared? In this poem. Everything I want is already mine. Word Spoken Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. You're listening to the Word Spoken Podcast, the poetry podcast that brings you the best. I'm your host, Henry, and this is episode 37. Um, so here we go. We've got Sunny Green coming onto the show this time. So last time we had a episode which was entitled Take the Mic, where we had people send in an audio recording of their poems and I played them out um, on the show in a kind of open mic form. I really enjoyed the kind of... Um, style and the format i was amazed by how many people applied but also how great some of the pieces were i picked the final 10 and that was take the mic so if you haven't already checked that out go back and listen to the previous one after this one um but here we go sonny green is here now the first thing i'll say is that we did record this episode prior to the kind of recent um increase in covid19 restrictions all that nonsense but um so yeah just that's something worth noting. Anyway, Sonny Green. So who's Sonny Green? He's the founder and host of Trouble Tongues. He's a rapper. He's a lyricist. He's an incredible writer and an amazing performer. You're really going to enjoy kind of relishing in the uh, talent that he offers us here. We hear three great pieces. The first is called Substance Beneath the Surface, then Obsessed, Doorsteps of Britain. We have your favorite features, the 155 Challenge, and of course eyes and ears um eyes and ears towards the end he gives us some great recommendations um yeah definitely worth kind of listening out for that and he gives us a fact which i knew very little about so i think you'll like that um and the 155 he actually picks two words out of the box which um yeah i mean he shot himself in the foot a little bit there but he manages to do it really really well so yeah Enjoy the episode. Sunny Green UK is his Insta handle. The first one is entitled Substance Beneath the Surface. I hid behind the mask of a gangster for many years. Hence the reason I carried weapons. I was rarely present for a second, like an absent father. Karma was not a thing I was scared of. The natural world felt so far away from this one. The underworld knows no fresh air, just bongs and brothels resentfully sharing our drugs with those we pretend to love. I could never admit I was scared. A man's man and a world champ after half a gram, only some will understand my rhetorical questions. Half-assed answers and days of tension, nervous laughter fills the air as banter is only one joke away from getting banged and real men now, right? I don't know what happened from year nine onwards where I thought I was so dangerous that the world owed me something because I'd had it hard in comparison to my middle class friends forgetting we're all from South End, not Afghanistan and in their reality, we don't know what hard is. Nonetheless, it's all relative and about perspective and that's what us cunts couldn't comprehend as we lent our fivers like it was a life or death situation. It's not about the money, it's the principle, he said. As he threw a brick through some poor mother's window. You fucking pricks! Is it bad parenting that makes kids suffer? 
Or is it bad kids inflicting suffering on their parents? I guess every case is different. I know two brothers who are polar opposites. So what happens then? We're quick to blame government and authorities before accepting responsibility in our own communities. My problem was I was an angry young kid who couldn't see his academic potential, but luckily always had instrumentals to fall back on. My mates that didn't smoke crack or are in prison now, I guess some made it out, but as you know, you'll never be as close as you once was. These days, I meditate, procrastinate and masturbate occasionally when I ain't preaching to the converted and speaking to other wordsmiths in poetry nights. I'll be the first to admit I know fuck all. Well, I heard that's what a wise man says anyway. Really, I think I know it all, but can't remember what happened yesterday. Typically stereotypical. My messages aren't subliminal. I'm in your face like wrinkles. The bow selector to your Botox. So then, so what? What's my message? What am I going to say? If I had a pound for every poem that I forgot, I'd have at least 50 quid. Pound for every line I should have wrote down, at least another score, and yet I'd still want more. My problem is I don't know when to stop. And once I've started, it's a landslide. All I know is my nan is more gangster than a gang life and I'd live a life of freedom. I'd rather live a life of freedom than have my hands tied. I want my son to grow up to say, yeah. I've seen my dad cry, but I've seen him laugh a lot more many times. Now, I don't want to be accused of having Jim Carrey bars living my life behind a mask, but it's hard when every character defect just leaves another scar. And in our... 2020 Instagram reality, everything looks so perfect. But when we remove our masks, there's more substance beneath the surface. So that was the wonderful Sunny Green with substance beneath the surface. What? A powerful piece. Put it there, man. My Thank bro. you so much for Thank coming you, on to Word Spoken, mate. It's a absolute pleasure. You've got your mug of coffee right in front of you. That's right. To keep this. Am I the latest guy that's ever arrived on your podcast? <laughs> you could be. Am I? This could be a new record. Mad. I reckon it's you like should wear 1am. I was supposed to be here at like 7. <laughs> Sorry about this. I reckon you should wear that with pride, mate. You can take away a little badge with you. Do you, you know, like. I blame TFL and all those red lights. There's yeah. so many red lights in mm. between the Tower of London and tooting yeah it's actually a joke yeah well so, we're a long way down here aren't we sort it so, out I mean, you've come time. a long way that, the one thing i will say mate, is you've come a very long way to uh be on this show so massive thank you for that that's really really cool no mate. worries man and you know the flights coming into america was a nightmare at the moment <laughs> but it is what it is from from south from the front of south yeah. south end south i mean south bronx to, to uh, south london <laughs> it's nothing baby that is commitment if ever i've seen it freedom freedom mate well look um the first thing i wanted to do for our listeners um obviously lots of people listening will already know you but potentially some people don't so what i wanted to you to kind of kick things off with is for you to give us a bit of a chronological um story into how you arrived at becoming a spoken word artist now your first kind of step was music so mm-hmm. can let us into a bit of an insight into your kind of teenage self and what you were getting up to and how you ended up doing what you do now 
Okay, so I made my first song in Clooney Square in Southend when I was 14 at Connections. They had all these Macs there and we just, we was just allowed to be let loose on them really. And they had Logic, same mm. Logic you're using now, um, which was amazing. And this was in like 2010 or something. And we was just, we just pressed record and started recording stuff. And that was all great. And then... um and it was more like gram stuff. So we was just like writing just, you know, the usual kind of gram, gram vibe. And, and then it just, yeah, it just kept going and going and going. The first song I ever made, people was like, ah, oh, like the, 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 the kids a few years above me was putting like lots of pressure on me and stuff <laughs> to like stop making music. And I was like, yeah, oh, you yeah. ruined your life, all this stuff. Um, but I just carried on and carried on. And then when I was 14, I'd done this thing called 140 TV. You can still see the video, SGB 140 TV. There's one when I was 14 and one when I was 15. And um, they just started getting crazy views. Like one of them's got 50,000 plus views and stuff. Mm. And it just went viral in my area. And I'd done a, like an acapella piece at the back of of the, the one where I've got my hood up in the alleyway. <laughs> and it was like, it was actually quite conscious and deep and like, and the Grammy stuff wasn't like the freestyle I done before that was quite aggy and traditional gram and yeah. yeah. But anyway, what 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 like age was this? What, I was fifteen. What age are you talking? Okay, you're 15. I was fifteen. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 so good as well. Like I watched the video now and I'm like, this is hard. Like I love <laughs> it. I love it. And so do some people. Like even some of my mate, my mates' dads that never listened to gram and that, nothing like that. They used to play it bare like um and those that they know I'm talking about as well so big them up but um <laughs> yeah like it, it really and then I'd go to other areas and people would know that video that's the one that got me onto SBTV all this sort of stuff so shout out to James and 140 TV and all the people that was involved there um because that was just like a big turning point in my life and then from there I just really knew what I always wanted to do was like music and perform and, and arts and poetry and all that stuff and mm. I'm lucky enough to still be doing it to this day and I've had like a and like an okay career out of it, you mm. know, which is... Um, so cool. when it came to your kind of rap and your grind, were you always like, would you say that you were kind of very conscious about the writing? Like, because obviously rap is kind of writing, but then you add a lot in. You add mm. you add the beat, you add the fact that you're going to have to kind of stay to like the beat. Yeah. So did, were you kind of, would you say you were someone that added a lot of like... Uh, purposefulness to like your raps or did that kind of vary? I don't know. I guess, I guess I did and I didn't. I mean, I, I, I definitely started to when I made When Words Found Music Speaks in 2012 because then the whole uh, like mixtape as it were was just every track was like about like changing society. I just got, I got on one man. Like when we was 15 or whatever, we was like big on this Illuminati New World Order stuff. Like we'd sit like before it was like you know, well, that's also a super young age to be getting into that kind of yeah, stuff. It was just smoking bare weed, man. <laughs> we were smoking bare weed, watching all these videos, Alex Jones and Ike and all this stuff. And like, we was just all like, I could tell that something wasn't right with the system and I was searching for answers. Yeah. And we just went down that path. Um, and then I went to protest at the Occupy thing with mm. the 1% in 2011 in uh, October and at around the same time I got booked for the 9-11 truth gig at Passing Clouds in Dorston right and that was my first ever paid gig in London yeah and I was like a kid from Southend selling drugs and weed and doing all that rubbish um you know I had very small town 
kind of perspective on what it all is. London seemed a million miles away, even though it was only, you know, an hour up the road. And I was very um, aware of, I don't know, what people thought of me, what the area thought of me, what people years above me in school thought of me. And I don't know, I just had a big ego problem. But we was mm. making this music and it was conscious and I wanted to change the world. Anyway, when, when, we, when we got booked for this gig, I took Ags with me. He's a rapper from Basildon. He's, he does, he's doing quite well, collaborated with a lot of people. I'm still doing his thing. When when we when we went and done it, it was just like opened up a whole new world for me, man. And it was like, it was just so incredible. And then mm. the protest happened a few weeks after that. Um, so that gig was in September the 11th and MC Angel was hosting it who ran Lyrically Challenged, which was um, kind of one of the best it was the best poetry night at the time and nights like um, Word on the Street kind of grew out of that and kind of Trouble Tongues grew out of Lyrically Challenged kind mm. of thing, you know? And there was a lot of poets that was out of the scene that I kind of called up and they got them back on the scene when we started Trouble Tongues um, because the old connections were there. Mm. And so, yeah, it all started. Yeah, so that's how, how it kind of went. And so I, what, just my kind of, question there would be then so you've kind of you've you've at quite a young age you kind of started out in rap and you were kind of yeah. you had these really cool gigs coming up so what so what was it about spoken words that kind of tempted you and why mm. did you start kind of um doing both doing poetry. well but basically honestly if i'm really honest there was one taste i filmed a poetry video for one taste in balam funnily enough <laughs> above um What's that pub called near the train station? The Bedford. The Bedford, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had a gig there. And there was this um, one taste. So one taste was putting out all the Kate Tempest videos. Um, Danny was Danny was like, who runs that? Um, I had a meeting with her and she'd become like my manager and stuff. And I'd done a spoken word video for that. That was the first poem I'd really ever written for intentionally to do a spoken word video. And yeah. it went absolutely viral, you know. It's got nearly 100k hits on YouTube. Um, and every, it went everywhere. Like David Icke and Alex Jones posted it on their websites and stuff. Alex Jones posted it on his website? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, it went mad. It went all across <laughs> America. I was getting loads of messages. It was huge, bro. That's and incredible. Yeah, it, it, it literally, it was... It was mad. And, and, and it was your first kind of spoken word And it was piece my first done. kind of spoken word piece I'd done, right? Okay. And the reason why I'd done it was because it was a lot easier for me to get gigs and get paid for to do poetry than it was to get paid to do like hip hop and that. And really? it was just a lot. And I could turn up. I used to do in, in 2011, the end of 2011, the start of 2012, I, I, I sacked off my uh, A-levels, which I managed to fluke my way onto in the first place, right? Because I left school when I was 14 and then I went back to do my GCSEs. I got three C's and the school Cecil Jones I went to was like, you got three C's and you ain't been here for two years. And I didn't turn up to any other exams apart from English, sociology and RE and all the others I bunked. I was blazing away. I didn't even turn up to, yeah? Yeah. So and I was like, do you know what? You've got mad potential. We'll give you a chance at A-level. So I've done A-level law, A-level English. A -level. And anyway, a month into that, Occupy happened and I went to London and I was like, mate, see ya. The revolution's happening. Like we're fighting against the 1%. Do you know what I mean? Freedom. Right. So that was that. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. then, and then I was like, right, what am I going to do now? So I started doing gigs. I was living with the owner of, of Passing Clouds. Um, and 
I used to be at Passing Clouds, which is now the Jago, which is now where we run Trouble Tongues. Mm. Um, I was there like every night hosting events and just really learning my craft. And I was emceeing and hosting and jamming. There was Thursday jam and Sunday jam. And it was all like Latin, Holtak Williams playing like Latin congas and um, a lot of Afro, Afro, Afro Latin music, a lot of Afro music, a lot of re- like uh, reggae. And there was like legends, man, like, Baba Soze and like he's passed away now and he, everyone like used to call him Pops and that it was like, like real legends mm. uh, 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 um, like Jamaican and African legends of of East London and North London like the real G's man like so many um, absolute legends Planet Man um yeah, like everyone. Yeah, every, every everyone. Like I'm forgetting. Obviously, I'm forgetting so many names. But <laughs> everyone knows. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. Like everyone that was around that time. So, um, what like was it from? So that kind of first piece that you did when that clip went viral. Obviously, that's epic to have such yeah. success on like your first go. But what 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 was it? If you take um, if you take out how well that first piece did mm. out of the kind of thought process, what was it about spoken word which you thought like, actually, this is a bit of me and like, I'm I'm kind of happy being both of these kind of personas. Because mm. there is a bit of a difference, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, 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 in the yeah. style and... I think it was just to spread the message, man. I could just get a direct message there and I love the, like, my, the fact that you could just silence crowds, bro. Like, mm. they'll just be silent. And when you'd rap on beats, people are still dancing and talking. But when you do poetry, everyone just stops and listens, man. Mm. And like, it's, it's really like, what, like, it, 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 if you're not careful, like you can go ego crazy on that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because it is so, it's such a buzz. You yeah. can silence a room and I listen to you. And don't forget, I was 16, man. I was 16. I was performing at these events, like, and silencing rooms. And I was looking at me like, wow, like, and I was thinking, rah, this is mad. This is mad. And everywhere I was going, I was doing it, turning up at open mic nights all over. I'd go to, I'd do, I'd do a gig a night, every night. And then I'd go back to Passing Clouds and do a gig there. And I'd sell my CDs when Words Found Music Speaks. I sold 10,000 in 2012 just for donations. And I was just living off CDs. And, and back then, like, obviously it's a long time. Well, it feels, it's, 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 it feels, it feels a while like again, yesterday, it? but it was eight, it was eight years ago. Yeah. And CDs were still, people had CDs all the time. Like, and they was more kind of, I don't know. They were still a little bit. They was just about. It was to just die. about the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just about the end. So I got away with it. But everything on the CD was like hip hop, and it. That's what that, I'm still with the same record label now. Mm. When I gave I gave a CD, and the people at Brixton Jam Hostage Music are still supporting my music to this day, and the manager I'm still with everyone basically that when words found music speaks mixtape hip-hop conscious hip-hop was what got me to where i am today and the poetry and all that but realistically the spoken word is what that them pieces is what everyone really was like this is this is the stuff like yeah they had i guess i guess because it because it's more dense and there's and there's a lot there's a i guess a bit more of a focus on the word choice mm. right like because you're you're because rap the words can kind of go by pretty quickly so you need to listen to it a few times to really catch everything like if yeah, you hear yeah, it for the yeah, first yeah. time a rap tune like you're probably not going to catch what they just said right yeah. but with a like spoken word piece you can kind of as you kind of said grip the audience make sure every word is heard mm. and 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 therefore the first time they hear it is often the best time right it's kind of the the like time it is you know it is it really is the first time you hear a piece it's like and that's it's like we were saying earlier that, that that's the issue with 
spoken word maybe is that once you've like shot your gun, yeah. it's, it's like once someone's heard that piece, they might not. I don't know. For me, I don't like hearing this. If I've heard the poem, I don't want to hear it like again and again and again. But when mm. you, when someone's got a hit song, you go to their gigs to see and perform yeah. like, that hit song. Um, and poetry is slightly different for us as poets. I don't know what it's like for people that, that maybe just come to watch poetry, but usually yeah. most people who come to gigs are poets. Are like, poets. No, like, what? So that is a good question. Uh, why is that? Because that is so true. Why, why is it that most people at an open mic night, especially now, now we've got to like yeah. limit the numbers. It's all a bit, you know, although I will say at, that, at your yeah, night the other week, there was actually, there was actually quite a lot of non-poets. I know. But that, poets that's I've rare. never ever seen before. People I've never seen before. Yeah, I, actually I kind of take that back, that last bit. But yeah. <laughs> why, why is there like... But no, that's Such unusual. Though. No, it was, that was unusual. It I, was rare. I don't know why that happened. The vast majority of the crowd weren't weren't poets. Yeah, yeah. and I didn't know it was like usually I go to trouble tongues and I know most people. And that time I knew like maybe like five or ten of the people. I'm like, what well, I don't know what happened that night. <laughs> and the ticket sold out in like a day or two. So I don't know what's going on because oh, it wasn't though. like that was like, oh yeah, we're at trouble tongues. Like so people were just buying tickets for, <laughs> to go out I think to events I don't yeah. know what's going on but I mean I enjoyed it and that but I don't know it no was, it, it was great man it was so it happened uh, last week last it was Thursday, in that yeah. venue which you were just talking about it was so great to be back in that kind of vibe in that room mm. obviously it was limited and whatever but but it was as good as we're going to get her for a while I reckon um, so I guess we're lucky because that, that's a whole other conversation going underground going <laughs> underground right look uh, I want you to so look, I want to talk about Trouble Tons yeah. more in a, in a little bit, but I want to first of all hear your second piece that you're going to p- perform for us, which is entitled Obsessed. Um, so give us the kind of context around this piece. Why why did you write it? Um, I wrote it because of I, I really don't want them to. I don't want to give it game away, but I wrote it because <laughs> of how obsessed I am with this thing with this thing and how how it's took over my my life and a lot of my friends lives and family's lives and how it's just really i don't know what to do about it it's incontrollable and, and um sad but at the same time we probably wouldn't be here in this room together if it wasn't for that so mm-hmm. it's like this weird kind of yeah this weird, i don't know it's very surreal it's very i don't know man it's like it's just yeah, so I, I don't know why I wrote it either, really. I just wrote it. You know what it's like, man. I don't even <laughs> I don't even know why I do after things I do, man. That is quite a weird question <laughs> to uh, ask and answer. No, it's a cool, it's a cool question. No, because it's, it's, it's sometimes understand- it's like, actually, why did I fucking Yeah, like? yeah, it's understandable. But like, I probably, if I'm honest, and I, if I was trying to answer it without, if they'd already heard it and then I answered it, basically. Yeah, wrote- well, we can do that bit as well if you want, afterwards. Okay, well, I wrote this to try and like wake people up, maybe to the elephant in the room. Sometimes, right? Well, look, let's hear the elephant in the room. This is Sonny Green with Obsessed. You don't love me like you're supposed to. When I use you, I feel used, but I always come back for more self abuse because I'm selfish, just like you. I take selfies with you smiling, but inside I'm really crying because I don't want you that close to me. I don't want you to share all my greatest experiences with me, but if I don't share them with you, it just doesn't feel right. And I'm dying. You interrupt me when I'm writing, 
and you know I fucking hate that. I've told you so many times, but it's fine because you're mine and with you I share my rhymes. But I definitely write a lot less because of you. Because I'm weak for you. When I'm alone, I speak to you. When I'm out of the zones, I fiend for you. I share all my hopes and dreams with you. And you don't even reply. You don't love me like you're supposed to. In fact, with you, I'll never be satisfied. And I hate the things you make me sacrifice, like when I'm at my nan's and she's trying to tell me something that's not really that important. Truth is, she just wants some human connection, something better than boredom, but you're there in between us, a constant distraction saying, use me, I love you, look, here's some more action. And my nan's like, Sonny, did you hear that? <laughs> Sorry, nan. What? What's that again? I don't like it when you do that. Still in precious moments with my family that I'll never get back for you and at. <laughs> Look at you squibble away with a pen and page. That was Sonny Green with Obsessed. And like, the moment I handed him a uh, pen and a uh, piece of paper, he's been scribbling away frantically. Mm. <laughs> Can't help it, mate. <laughs> you're just... You're ADHD.com. <laughs> you're, you're just a writer through and through, yeah, mate. Man. Um, look, that piece was epic, man. That was really good. Thank you so much Safe for bro. sharing your words with us there, man. Um, really, really great piece. And I love that last line where you just give us away what you're really talking about. It's the app. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for doing that one. So look, um, as I said, just before we heard that piece, we do... Um, I want to make sure that everyone knows about Trouble Tongues. So... Troubled Tongues is the night that you started um, and it's been running for how long? Uh, two years. Two years, About right? Two okay. and a half, yes. Yeah, two yeah. years. Um, and I would say, well, okay, how like would you characterise the night if you had to sum it up? Just like the best night. <laughs> <laughs> Numero uno, mate. I've got mad. Yeah, no, I just think it's great, man. How do I sum it up? Like, I don't know. It's like... What like, makes it stand I guess out? it's like, I don't know, man. Just... Um, just maybe, I'm not really sure. It's quite hard to, I just think it's a good night and I just try and, I just try and kind of give it a little bit of an edge to it, make it a little bit more dangerous and maybe you don't know what things are going to get said. Um, yeah, I just try and, yeah, I try and mix it up a little bit and get it. Yeah. I think my hosting, some of the stuff, the way I try and, sort out their open mic I don't just you know I try and really strategically do it and get make sure it's a pretty a, a mixed bag throughout mm. the open mic and throughout the featured acts and really try and get it like so we've got a different um yeah so we're getting all all flavors you know yeah yeah I think I think that kind of does it is kind of about right like I, I what what I would say is it's quite like a raucous energy. Mm. There's a bit of a kind of you don't really know what's coming next. Yeah, yeah, about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's what I like. Mm. I try and get it a bit like that, spot bit spontaneous, a bit like yeah. does he really know what he's doing? But uh, like, but it's sick. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that kind of thing, winging it, but you know, with the intention of um, 
of making a great night. And somet- yeah. sometimes it's just you got to feel it. So I try to feel stuff as much as possible, and I try to switch it up. So sometimes I'd I put a, a featured act in between the open mic. Sometimes I put them all at the end. Sometimes I put one first, one in the middle. You know, mm. just whatever feels right at the time. I just try and do. Um, and yeah, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work, but I, most of the time it works and most of the time people have a good time. And yeah, you know, no, I, I think that's quite, quite a wise move because sometimes with a night, um, if all the features are at the end and things drag on, there's been too many people sign up mm. and like the host feels a bit, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Come yeah. on. And then people drag on. And then if people are leaving before the last, uh. last act, man, that's like, oh, this hasn't gone well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I like think that makes sense to kind of actually play, play the room a little bit as yeah, a yeah, host. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, we had a lot of fun last week. It was great. Okay, Gemma, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so look, one other thing that you did with Troubled Tongues, I think better than anyone else um, is not one, one of the, <laughs> one of the, one of the, just one. the rest you were second. <laughs> no, but you carried it on in the virtual Instagram world mm. during lockdown every day. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong here for 50 days in a yeah, row. Yes. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. That was so impressive. Yeah, man. You, you, you really, I like, this is a little thing from the scene, I reckon, but like, I think for so many people, you kind of got them through that kind of like worst time because, because we were obviously missing the scene. Mm. Suddenly our lives just kind of come to a crash so quickly. And there you were 7 PM every night with the same energy yeah. that you'd have an, at an open mic night. How did you do so many in a row? I don't know, man. I, was, I think it was more for myself as well. Mm. It's for probably like that selfish, I don't know where it was. I just got addicted to it. I've got such an addictive personality. And as soon as we started getting a little bit of success and a little, as soon as we started getting new listeners and stuff like that, I just got addicted to the numbers and I just wanted to see the numbers rising. And I was just like, wow. And then as soon as we started like linking up with all those, with the US. you were the US, it was just like game over. And then it was like, bang, addicted to it. And then we'd done the slam and I had over a hundred people watching it. It was just, it was just a buzz. Like, I'm not going to lie. Mm. Like every Everyone benefited from it, but like, I just loved it, man. And now we've got like proper friends in America that are just waiting for this to end so that we can go over there and they can come over here and just linked it up. And events aren't happening over there at the moment. Otherwise there'd be a Troubled Tongues New York popping right now. And we've got stuff in place for it to go like that. So yeah, we're going to do all that stuff. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, man. It's just like mind blowing, man. What, how, how, so how did you then link up with the poets in the US? Did they just come across the page? You know what? I started following them all, man. Mm. I started following them all and DMing them. And I just got on it. I was just DMing people, bro. Tactic. I was just like, right, New York spoken word nights. Bang. So then I started going on it. DM, 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 DM. Yeah, we got this tonight. Do you want a slot? Yeah, we were a night in London. Do you want a slot? 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 Voice noting them. Hello, mate. What's going on? Yeah, I'll do a poach night in London. They would have loved that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like all that sort of stuff. Do you want a cup of tea? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so, and before you know it, the whole scene, like, boom. It was sick. Yeah. And Honestly. it was good. And now, and now I see like, you know, everyone's now we're all connected. So the, yeah. the, the job's done. Now we, we, we done it. And it was like the best thing for, for our scenes. And I, to be honest, I don't feel like the scene that they have got a massive scene out there, but we've tapped into like the Instagram scene because um, I feel like there's another scene out there as well. So we've, we've probably like only just touched the, um, 
just started, you know. Yeah. Like we're in there, like, you know, we, 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 we know some of the big players in America, like all of us do now as well. And we've opened the doors and they've, and they've kind of opened the doors into London as well. Yeah. So it's like mutual benefits for all of us and they're buying Trouble Tongues merch and we're buying their merch and it's all popping off, man. Yeah, it's you good, know? mate. But the slam was, the slam was the one, you know. It was. And we, we raised a thousand pound in three days, man, like... Or, yeah, whatever, or a week or whatever it was you know and Chev too much like we sent him $500 like do you know what I'm saying off an Instagram slam yeah that's that's, you know? that's some that's, that's just mad it was money. mad it was mad it was mad <laughs> honestly it was it was really great obviously it was Woodsy kind of from the other uh, who yeah. was also in the final and I think in the kind of comments section everyone was like I mean it, it was it was so hard to call mm. and everyone was like do you know what are they like they both yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was like mad. must have been hard hard to kind of judge it was it was and it, but at the end of the day you know it is what it is but it wasn't yeah, well, yeah I guess it I, wasn't about winning was it at that point it, I don't know I, I think <laughs> it, I think it was but it was it was tough I mean it's just Chev's Chev's Black Boy poem was just yeah. just it's just too much it like, was amazing yeah the way it's just the way his style everything it was amazing Woodsy obviously incredible yeah um but we done it on votes as well didn't we it was like yeah. i can't it's, it's, it all feels like so long ago now i know but it's kind it, of another world but it is but yeah it was it was incredible and i just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who tuned in including yourself and everyone mm. else who was a part of that because without you guys it would have never happened <laughs> but yeah yeah like seriously we we done it all together and it was it yeah, was fire. Yeah, the first lockdown was the best, and <laughs> the first the lockdown one. was incredible, man. Like, uh, but yeah, no, it was a vibe, and it's something that I'll never forget for the rest yeah. of my life. Till no, the man, that is it. Look, we have reached uh, the part of the show which I like to call one five five. So um, I hope you're ready for this. Yeah. Uh, you're going to smash this. One five five. Okay, 155 is the part of the show where we challenge our guest, Sonny Green, to a quick fire free write. The rules are as follows. You have got 1 minute 55 to write a piece about a word which you're about to pick out from this box right in front of us. Mm. As I said, you've got 1 minute 55 to complete this task, but after which you have to solemnly swear to read it out loud. Now, Sonny Green, do you solemnly swear to read it out loud? I solemnly swear to but, read it out loud. There you go, mate. We're on the Harry Potter vibes in here. So, okay. Shake the box. Give it a shake. Shake it a box, man. Okay, so we got Sonny Green. Now, do you know what? It's actually been a little while since we've done this, so I can't really remember what these words are. They're proper random, mate. So use use them how you want to use them. Um, Feel free to be as creative and abstract with the concept as uh, you can. So you can use two or not? No, you can if you want. Why not? Why not? Why not, mate? One five five with a double word, Sonny right. Green. Show us how it's done. Robots. Robots. Oh okay. God. God. Robots. That's gonna be like a. This is given your own challenge. And cats. Wow. Both plurals. Okay. Robots and cats. So, um, Sonny Green. What we're gonna do, mate, is we're gonna put one five five on the clock. You're gonna hear the countdown in your ears. Right. We've got two words. We've got robots and clocks. Your time Cats. starts now. Okay, so he's slightly shot himself in the foot here with two words, but Sonny likes challenge. Of course he does. So excited to see what he comes up with here. Robots and cats. Now look, this is the other bit as well. You listening at home, you've got the chance to win yourself a word spoken mug, right? We're talking merch. 
merch. <laughs> so don't be a mug, win a mug. That's my little uh, saying that we do for this. But look, honestly, if you just DM, and I've had some amazing ones sent in, by the way, but if you just DM whatever you come up with, right, in this time, you're probably going to lie a little bit. You're going to take a bit longer than 1 minute 55, but that does not matter because... I just want to see what you can kind of freestyle come up with with these two random words. And when you do, you DM them. I choose the best one from each week and I send the winner a word spoken mug. So what is not to like about that? We are over halfway. We're going to hear the crash. Okay. Now, Sonny is someone that is obviously a rapper, as we've also spoken about. So I'm, I'm expecting uh, a, like a lot of fire here. I'm not going to lie. I reckon... I reckon this is his his kind of challenge. Um, so look, we're, we're coming up to about 30 seconds left. And he's look, let, let me tell you, he's written a lot down. Kind of gone for the, uh, the um, MEP approach of just writing a lot. Which was actually really good when she did that. So let's see what comes up. We're getting very close to the 10 second countdown. So just a reminder, everyone send in whatever you do. And you can win yourself a word spoken mug. We're at seven seconds. I'm getting tense. Put down your pens, mate. Well, not both of them, just one of them. Sign it off with a little S O N M Y to the G. Okay, mate. Just drawing all sorts in there. Okay, look, so what I will give you is a little bit of time just to maybe read it through once if you just want to kind of collect it in your mind see where you're at whoa we're on three pages by no, the way no, ladies no, and gentlemen no, that's not yeah. three pages yeah one, one uh, two and a bit yeah it's just because i was writing big man but <laughs> the cat's a bit messed me but I'm okay not. so you can either just go straight into it or do you want to little read it uh the two words just remind everyone were cats and robots we've got two words this time which is always good um sonny green whenever you're ready let's hear your one five five right i'm just i don't some of these words are pretty uh unreadable i'm gonna make them audible hopefully robots Mm, I must set myself free. Meow, meow. Can't you see? Life's more than pur, 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 purring. Tabby cat, don't let them change ya. You will be free. We love you. Robots, suck your mum. We ain't as dumb as you think. The meltdown is beginning. Waning moon shine into my soul. The reflection of the window shatters the dreams of customers. Waiting in line. <laughs> yeah. Bars, bruv. Yeah, something Ross Clark Green. In your area. Trouble tongues. Freedom to the world. I'm back. I love when you started that. It was just robots and the pause. I was like, okay, so you're just going to say the words. <laughs> and cats. Mate, that was that was exceptional. That was good. I love the little ending as well, man. You got I know, that was emotional like, that, that's when I started getting poetic. Waning moonshine into yeah. my soul. The reflection of the windows shatters. Mate, I, I didn't Waning see that coming. Waning moonshine into my soul. The reflection of the windows shatters the dreams of customers waiting in line. <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. I was like, whoa. Um, nice one, mate. That was really good. No Thank you I for playing a 155 like challenge. English lit degree. Like, yeah. Was it, did you, Sound well, off. yeah, they, they <laughs> poet, mate. It was, 
So look, uh, the next thing I wanted to talk to you about is the uh, workshops that you yourself run. Okay. So this is under the same Troubled Tongues yeah, kind yeah, of brand yeah, and stuff yeah. as well. But um, can you tell the listeners and me in this room as well a little bit about what you do with those workshops? Okay, so Troubled Tongues workshops are like group workshops where we run spoken word sessions. We teach young people the power of poetry, spoken word and rap. Um and how to perform and build communication skills and confidence skills and do all sorts of creative tasks and writing tasks to get to get young people to just really uh, express themselves and that you know get right in and find that outlet. And I also run music mentoring as well, which is more one-to-one sessions. So we do that in schools and we work with like social services and youth offending and they bring them to our studios in Fort Bay and uh, we run one-to-one sessions there. And mm. um, yeah, we've just recruited Sadie Davidson as well. So she does some sessions there and a, a graffiti artist called uh, Luke and he's great as well. And we do the street art there as well. So yeah, man, we're just, yeah, they're wicked. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. What, is there, um, so some of the stuff that the kids do, like how, how like do they react to the kind of concept of doing spoken words, like for the, for the first time? Is it, is it, is it something that they warm to straight away or does some it of take them a do, little some time? Some of them don't. Yeah. You know right. I mean? Different strokes for different folks and all that. Yeah. Some of them smash it. But for one thing's for sure, they, they all, they all manage to get some stuff down and write stuff. And some of the stuff is like incredible. Like and we've, and, and some of the young people that was in the Trouble Tongues workshop was coming on the lives and performing to like big audiences on Instagram and stuff, you know? So that was amazing. And mm. sit here in their poetry that they've written in workshops, doing them online to these big audiences, um, and it getting out to America. And some of them are like twelve and thirteen. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, what what is the full age? Age? Yeah, age? like eleven to seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Secondary school. Amazing. Secondary school, yeah. See that? So, like, I just think that's such a amazing thing to kind of be a part of yeah. and to kind of lead. Um, it must be like you must get a lot of in enjoyment from that kind yeah of. man i do it's like i do yeah it's, it's don't get me wrong there's a lot of there's a lot yeah there's there's pros and cons but the cons are all to do with Ad, like admin or something the admin just mm. the admin is just like oh god and like you know getting getting paid for it really i mean it doesn't matter that much in terms with the schools and stuff but you know that like there's certain teams and that have got like budgets and things mm. and they may not want to like I don't know, they might just underestimate like what you can actually do and stuff. So then you have to like either raise money yourself or like volunteer and you know, you just want to do the good work. Yeah. You got, got Sank here, bro. Do I? Yeah, what? Yeah. In my eye? Yeah, it's out now. Oh, is it out now? Yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. That's okay. You're always looking out for me because this is being filmed. So I know. We I don't just, want any uh, yeah, yeah. eye thing. You would, uh, um, yeah, but uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, we didn't record that last part of the video because <laughs> I had sank on my eye. <laughs> Wait, what was I going to ask? I had a brilliant question on the tip of my tongue there. Sorry, bro. What was I going to say? Um, I was going to... Oh, yeah. No, I just... I, I was just wondering, like, what What are the, some of the, the things you can do as a mentor to um, kind of get people writing? So, obviously, you kind mm. of... If, if, if you just shoved a piece of paper and a pen in front of a kid, yeah. then, well... <laughs> You were, you were drawing loads of stuff, but if you just shoved a piece of paper yeah, and a pen yeah, yeah. in front of a kid, they're going to be like, rah, what are you doing? And like, I'm not going to write down anything personal here. Yeah. So like, what are the kind of things you can do with the kids cool. to kind of get it out? Of so have you got a pen? Yeah. Do you want to show do? Yeah, yeah. mate. You're going to do a session yeah, on me now. Yeah, Okay, mate. Um, let's, so let's do, do um, my favourite superpower is... Okay. My 
favorite super power is. And now, Henry, you can write anything you want, whatever superpower you want. If you could have one superpower, yeah. what would it be? Flying. Flying. My favorite super is flying. Yeah. And if when you're flying, where where are you gonna fly to? What do you want to see? I'm gonna fly to uh, where am I gonna fly to? Brazil. My favorite superpower is flying. I'm gonna fly to Brazil. Gone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna fly to. Man, I feel like a little kid in the class. You know I mean? This is epic. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fly to Brazil, right? And then it just kind of goes from there. Yeah, and it's like my favorite superpower is flying. I'm gonna fly to Brazil, and then like you know, it's like whenever I'm flying on the ocean, have, I'm gonna yeah, feel yeah, yeah, Ill. yeah. And then we just have a few more like little kind of things like that where we just kind of look at your imagination and and there's. I forgot actually that then and then there's another one like my my favorite superpower is oh, I'm gonna fly to Brazil and then you know what your favorite things are and we try and make them quite positive and mm. quite like imaginative and outside the box. There's loads of different writing exercises like that where we just start breaking stuff down and kind of tap into like this like imaginary world and then we start looking and I get videos up of of poets that I like and yeah and I go look this is this is what they're doing and it's like two, three minutes long and they're like really pouring their heart out and you know what what's bothering you, what's affecting you, like, you know, let's tap into something that you can get passionate about. And then I get them performing and then I say try and memorize that piece and then come back and perform it once you've memorized it and then you know and then they come back and they just smash it man i know some poets that are like 12 years old and they're better than half the scene <laughs> i swear down i bet I like bet. Do you know what i mean and it's like i just wish that i could like put you on the stage at trouble tongues and yeah one day we've got to make happen because yeah there's just something it's like it's like when i was 16 like some of the some of the best po- that that poem is arguably as good as what some of the stuff are right now yeah, yeah, do you know what yeah. i mean and there is yeah. no difference it's like sometimes you can plateau and there's definitely poets that have been in the game for so long and they haven't got any better you know and that's just like life sometimes yeah sometimes you just don't like i don't know it's weird this is gonna be a hard question to answer but um what makes a good poet in your eyes um honesty man just raw truth if i can tell they're being honest i just i i like whatever hits my heart and what makes me like cry in that like that's why I love spoken word because I listen for like people's stories and their testimonies and I just want to hear stuff that um that I can either like connect with or that either makes me laugh cry smile all that stuff stuff to where I can listen to it and think that's real I don't want to hear no rubbish like I don't want to hear nothing about I don't know man I just like hearing pain I don't know why I'm just yeah or romance or something that like I cry out lo- lovely stuff as well stuff that's not supposed to make you cry but just raw honest truth where you can tell that they're being vulnerable and there's some mm. honesty in there that's what I love the most and I think with the spoken word art form I, I feel like nothing uh, no other art form can be as raw and as honest yeah. and as passionate and as beautiful as as like spoken word and poetry and storytelling like there's just something about it which is just like mesmerizing and it can really touch the soul and oh it's just yeah that's why i love it man mm. and yeah i feel like especially i feel like a lot of people sometimes might see me and they might or if they i don't know a lot of people assume that i wouldn't i don't know you know what it's like people well, judge, as in that, that people like, judge you wouldn't people, have man. you wouldn't have that side to you, yeah 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 saying. people judge people they think oh look he's like a jack the lad or he's this person you know but i love i love all that deep stuff i think that's why 
in the early days, my poetry was doing that, or my poetry does well or was doing so well because they see me when I was 16, like that's like a little street kid from mm. the hood. Yeah, like obviously he's whatever, I had this sort of upbringing or he's like the stereotypical kind of whatever you want to box you want to put me in. But he's talking about all these like esoteric and conscious stuff and talking about the world and, you know, these beautiful mm. deep things that are quite, like forward thinking and quite social commentary was like on the like left wing social commentary, which has got a lot of, um, you know, deep kind of meaning to it. And it's quite insightful. But when you look at him, he just looks like a little street kid who's like nine stone on the bus stop who looks like he might rob you or might, or might I don't know, <laughs> so might do like, something. Kind of playing to that contrast maybe. Or I the... kind of do, but it's kind of just me in general. That's, yeah. that's kind of who that I, is it. Yeah, that's it's you, not, I'm yeah. not even trying to, yeah, do you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, so. Well, look, on that note, mate, um, this last piece, The Doorsteps of Britain, um, should we just jump on straight on and hear it? Or is there a little preamble? Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's up to you, really. I mean, it's a, this uh, yeah, great. Piece. Open your ears and and listen to it, and listen yeah, just to the thank you as well, like for thank you for listening to it, I guess. And yeah, it's deep, and I fucking love it. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> this is the third and final piece we're going to hear from Sonny Green, and it's entitled "Door Steps of Britain." The sun sets whilst I'm streaming today. We pray online. God, I know you're with us, filled up on Holy Spirit like milk bottles dropped off at 5am on the doorsteps of Britain. Silent and despondent, tired like our culture, like our politics, like our poetry. The peasants are conforming, now my estate is voting Boris. BJs and cheap rides were always in abundance and we're used to being fucked. So I guess they trust the devil they know. I thought we was braver than that, but true say... We're tired toddlers left on British doorsteps in baskets made of vines, vines that strangle and choke the hope of the romantic. The roots, they stem from children's homes that was exposed as being overgrown with paedophile rings, 70s kids abused, our parents abused. And Cherry Scott told you, Jimmy Savile was her babysitter. Margaret Thatcher was her mother. They sang God Save the Queen as they played with one another on the door steps of Britain. Tense and traumatised, we hide our bruises behind our bravado and still the baby screams. The baby screams a cry of freedom and cries tears of truth. They drop out of the baskets made of vines and onto the street. The blood flows down the drain, into the sewer and into the sea. You want a happy ending? But this one comes for free. So welcome to reality. In a basket lies the future, the present and the past. Tell me what you want, sir. You only have to ask. Go on. Ask me my opinion. Go on. Ask me for a glass. They're quick to get you drunk but won't give you a second chance on the door steps of Britain. Sweet Caroline, good times never felt so good, so good, so good. 
sublime but if you park outside man you'll probably get a fine stupid modern man always worry about the time on the door steps of britain the class system is a crime they label us the chavs and then ask us for a line on the door steps of britain doing what we're told and inside their ivory towers they're sitting on their gold you ain't great no more you're boring and you're old You try to sell the people's soul, but our spirits can't be sold on the door steps of Britain. The diamond from the heart of Africa is inside the Tower of London. Until it returns to the motherland, we will always be confused. On the door steps of Britain, broken and abused. On the door steps of Britain, leave me be, leave me alone. On the door steps of Britain, where they killed us through our phones. On the door steps of Britain, leave a rose by my grave. I fought hard for this country, but they buried me a slave. On the door steps of Britain, the sunsets whilst we stream. And I can still hear my neighbour singing, God save the Queen. Boom, so there we go. That was Sonny Green with Door Steps of Britain. Um, That is an incredible piece. Just a reminder, if you guys are listening to this, you can watch the entirety of it up on YouTube or if you just want to watch some of the little clips, you want to watch him do that piece, The Doorsteps of Britain, or any of the other pieces you've heard, go and check out YouTube or IGTV. Sonny, thank you so much for performing that piece, man. That was epic. It was epic. It was so good. Um, So yeah, thank you very much. You know what? I need to grab my laptop charger. <laughs> Is it going to die? Yeah, man, it's going to die. Wait a minute, Sorry, really. I was just whacking you on my ground. You were, you were just filming me as well. It's yeah, all yeah, very yeah. professional, but still good. So um, one other thing I wanted to ask you about, mate, is you recently uh, went over to Munich and uh, performed with Asian Dub Foundation. So how long have you been kind of collaborating with them? Six years. Yeah. How like did you get in, get into it? Because the spoken word stuff in 2012 um, took me on, uh, I got on the Lahane tour and um, Secret Cinema. So we'd done a show at Broadwater Farm and then we'd done a show at Reading and Leeds and then we'd done a show at Wilderness Festival, etc. And Asian Dove Foundation was doing the live score for Lahane and that's where the manager saw me and Bobby Marshall and all the band and everyone. And they was just like, yeah. And then I was doing the sound system. And it all just come together. Yeah, it all just come together. And then they asked me to come on tour with the sound system. Amazing. Yeah. So what like, was the show like in Munich? Because obviously it wasn't yeah, it was like cool, a man. packed out crowd. Because <laughs> it couldn't be, right? It was, at, it was at the backstage in Munich, which is an amazing venue. Big up all the crew there. Big up Mateus. It like, looked, looked epic. Yeah, mate, big up everyone, man. Like, they was wicked. But, like, but obviously there's a thousand, it's supposed to be a thousand people in there, but they can only have 150 people sitting down and they have to sit down. And if they stand up, the security guard jumps on them. <laughs> you know, it was all rather intense. But Soom T was there, an incredible reggae artist who I love. By the way, we got Zoom T. And yeah, we've done a show with Ghetto Priest, Activator, DJ John Pandit, like the original DJ from ADF from day one. And yeah, man, it was incredible. Yeah, and I love Germany. It was the second time um, I've been there to perform in Munich. And it was just, yeah, I love Munich. I love the river Isar. I wrote a poem for the river and everything. And yeah, man, it was really beautiful just to escape um, and get out to 
doing what we love to do. <laughs> exactly, mate. Well, look, we've now reached the part which I like to call Eyes and Ears. Love it, love it. Eyes and Ears. Okay, that's for you. Okay, so Eyes and Ears is the part of the show where we get a recommendation from our wonderful guest, something for our eyes to feast on and something for our ears to find blissful. Now, I'm excited about this one. I feel like you're going to throw up some uh, interesting uh, little things for us. Yeah, so cool. let's kick off with your eyes. What do you got for us, Sonny Green? Um, I want you guys to watch Tower Block Dreams, which is a BBC free documentary that was done in 2003 or four. It is about the uh, garage scene and grime scene um, in South End. And actually, people just do nothing, um, copied the whole documentary and made it into a mockumentary and it was all coming from my hometown south end and it was all based off of that um which is it's really a really fun entertaining watch and also you get a little taste of what it's like in south end and what it was like in the early 2000s and now you can imagine what it would be like now Effort. So that's called Tower Block Dreams and yep. it's just up on YouTube. It's just right? on YouTube. You can't find it anywhere else. So that's yeah. Crazy. Look, um yeah, I, I think that's that's a wicked idea, man. I really like the I the I of that it's mad how big people just I do know nothing has got huge absolutely and it all stemmed from south end man and they never got no credit for it and the guys in tower block dreams never got no credit for it either nobody really? knows about that stuff no most people just know about people just do nothing like they invented the idea but it was a they've copied it off of a real documentary yeah that's you know? crazy man there is also a, there's quite a lot of bits in that show which are basically taken from the office like there's so much David Brent yeah. in there. But like literally as well. character names, there's a Beats, a Beats is in Tower Block Dreams, what? Lions, The Girlfriend, everything's copied. As soon as you watch it, you'll be like, the whole thing's copied, mate. The whole thing. And big up to them, man. But I just, for me, I'm like a big advocate of like my hometown, Southend. Yeah. Like I've, I run a Facebook page, We Love Southend. We've got 20,000 followers on there. Like, and I just promote my, my, my you know, Southend as like a go-to place. I want it to be like the LA of, of, of like England or whatever. Mm. It's the nearest seaside town to London. Like we got cool beaches and that and we got a cool scene there as well. We got a lot of cool things going on and it's quiet. There's 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 nice bits, there's rough bits, it's got a lot of soul, it's got a lot of like like a lot of stories to tell. Mm. So yeah. I like that, mate. Okay, cool. So what have you got for our ears, mate? What are you gonna recommend us? I'm gonna just recommend um a mixtape from my favourite rapper. Mm-hmm. And it just come out. It's a pot of paper training day three. So, yeah, I think it's wicked, man. He's just served a long sentence in prison. Um, and he's come out with just so many lyrics. And for me, if, if you're listening from a different country or if you're listening from, uh, um, yeah, wherever you're listening from, it just sums up kind of the streets really of of the UK but in quite an authentic and honest way in a poetic way and it talks a lot about um drug addiction and class A drugs and um the, like the actual all sides of it and it doesn't really glamorize it too much and that's what I love about it and there's a lot of pain and a lot of truth and a lot of raw lyrics in there and there's no choruses really it's all just bars and lyrics and it's just banging like 
Love that. So, name. Yeah. Dense, dense <laughs> yeah, it's dense. lyricism. Um, well, Wicked, so look, let's quick reminder the first one was Tower Block Dreams. That's up on YouTube. Go and check that out. And then Pot of Paper, Training Day 3, mm. his mixtape. Um, thank you, mate. Those no are worries, two wicked recommendations. We like that on the show. Make sure you go and check them out, guys. It will kind of, you know, other than the episode, it kind of adds a bit more context, right, to the, each, each mm. guest, what they choose to bring to the show so thank you very much for that mate right look we're reaching the very very end of this episode um my final question is a kind of always a look ahead um and if you have any kind of words words of wisdom to share this is your moment yeah well i've got a song coming out on the 23rd of october called grenade and they've got a cool music video for that so check that out that's Mm. produced by piers mcintyre measure to measure and the video was done by mark barnard Celtic Pirate Productions and that's a sick video so check that out it'll, it'll be out everywhere Spotify iTunes all that Apple Music it's called Grenade and um, the look ahead to the future man is yeah I'm just trying not to be dictated too much by the world and just going to keep the fire burning and just keep keep doing what we're doing you know we've got Trouble Tongues Coffee Lounge opening up just off of the high street mm. which is going to be great and I'd, I want everyone to come there if you get a chance come to, come to South End come check out the coffee shops and hopefully um, in the future I'd like to kind of franchise that and replicate that across the UK and make like these little coffee lounges where poetry is like at the core of it um, really and, 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 and speaking and bringing people together through words I yeah, think that's a wicked that's, idea, that's mate. That and you know, when you mentioned that kind of coffee shop idea, I was literally like, okay, I'm getting on a train to South yeah, End yeah, when yeah, that yeah, is yeah, up yeah, and running, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and then through that, what happens is we're going to fund um, like workshops and studio time for like deprived people, not just kids, but young people, adults, and mm. studio time for poets and like help people through those platforms and through the revenue that we generate through selling coffee because it's actually with the like there's it's crazy the money in coffee and stuff yeah like costa places like that they they, they make ridiculous amounts of money mm. and please try and support your independent local coffee shops do you know what i mean because it's super important and also try and get like a fair trade organic all that good stuff man coffee yeah. like because there's a there's a, there's a there's a lot around it and for me um especially being clean off of drugs and alcohol, um, 700, not 800 sank days, whatever it is now. Um, and now coffee is like my go-to fix and it mm. keeps me up and going. And then words of wisdom, I'd just like to say um, to everyone and to myself, to remind myself to just, um, yeah, just keep being yourself, keep breathing, keep staying true, keep, keep, yeah, just follow follow the good battles man and try not to let the devil creep in too much do you know what I mean and try to try to try to just just stay as righteous as you can really and I know it's tough in these times and I know it's hard to make um these decisions and we've always we've got two sides of us always there's always a negative self-talk and there's always some positive self-talk and sometimes the negative self-talk just takes over and like we we really all know what to do we really all do know the right thing most of the time and sometimes in myself included I just go down that wrong path and sometimes make the wrong phone calls or to make the wrong decisions at the wrong times and little moments in our life can really um 
affect us for a long time. And, you know, it's those, and the good moments too, it's the good moments we live for. Overall, I think life is quite painful and stressful and hard. Overall, I think life, when we wake up, it can slap you around the face and it can really bully you about, but live for those good moments because there will be more of them and good moments will come and we can we can savor these good moments and live for those moments. You might have a bad week or a bad day or a bad year, but there will be moments mm. of of beauty and clarity and pureness. Let's live for those moments because that's what will that, that's what will get us through in the end. Um, so yeah, and also I feel like we've a lot of us have got a choice as well on how we perceive stuff and how we decide to react to what's going on in the world and to what people say to us. So remember, it's your choice and we can always turn it around. And yeah, and I just love you, all right? Even if I don't know you and if I do know you, I love you. And you can always, you can always contact me if it ever feels too much or if it's close to the brink or whatever, just contact me first and and I'll reply and, you know, things things will get better and trouble tongues is always here for you sunny green's always here for you and henry's always here for you i hope and um yeah man yeah the poetry scene is always here for you and it's about protecting our communities inside our communities and looking after each other as well and yourself so yeah i love you guys well look there is some words of wisdom um look we're in a very surreal time right now and i hope people will kind of take those words and ingest their meaning right we need we need a bit of healing in this time, right? Yeah, man. So. And I wish I spent more time like speaking speaking about that stuff on the heart rather than speaking about my um, career and past and all that stuff. But yeah. it is what it is. And at least maybe sometimes it's a distraction and you don't want to go deep too much. Yeah. But it's nice to just have a little bit in there. No worries, At the man. end so that they can... We can leave them with a bit of insightfulness and love. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the last thing... Actually, no. Let's quickly remind them where they, you can follow you on Instagram. What's your handle, mate? Um, at Sunny Green UK. Follow me before I delete it. <laughs> you can only see me on the streets. <laughs> Baby. Um, I, Freedom! That's what I want to end on, mate. So look... It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. Um, thank you very much, Sonny, for coming down. Uh, word Spoken Podcast. Bloody, bloody, what? Uh, the best, best podcast, the best spoken word. Per- fire. <laughs> the best spoken word podcast in the game. Probably the best podcast in the game. Um, <laughs> we're really smashing it out here. Uh, and what's that? What's that? Oh, God. There's a. Free! Free!